0: Alright, what's up everyone? Welcome back to the token nice TV podcast where we take deep dives into the crypto asset space and bring only the most impactful news from the markets along with macro updates and the occasional guests. So today I'm bringing you guys another special Terra moon exclusive. So this is from my personal show on their tea time with token. And in this week's episode, we took a deep dive into quant network, especially within the trade finance industry and of how all the dots connect and the utility and demand for them. So if you guys do enjoy the show, be sure to check out TerraMoon Ventures and join with my discount code TOKENICE, that's T O K E N I C E for 25% off. These shows are every week Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And we have a ton more going on in there from brian's ta tuesdays to his personal trading tips and alerts my personal mind maps thoughts and opinions on certain crypto asset projects and just further overall connecting with a closer community of people like-minded who want to continue learning in this space and before we get started be sure you guys are followed to my other content platforms On Twitter telegram medium YouTube and Instagram for more crypto content just like this and as always I'm not a financial advisor so nothing you ever hear or read from me should be taken as any form of financial or investment advice but now that we got that out of the way let's get right into it so now this is what the Joint General Manager and Head of Trade Product at ICICI Bank had to say about Quant's Overledger. And ICICI Bank, for those who don't know, is actually one of the top five largest banks in all of India. And they've actually even got businesses operating in 17 other countries. So yeah, they're pretty huge. And while this is a bit smaller of a sort of name drop, so to speak, you guys will kind of hear what they have to say and pretty much just the scale of this because this is kind of putting up Quants Overledger at the biggest level in the industry of trade finance.
1: ...are yet to see their investments in technology pay off. This is still investment period and wait period. But it's a fact that COVID has expedited this business of digitization to become faster, simpler, and quicker. The need of the RN in blockchain is interoperability, linking up blockchains. So FinTech Quant Network has launched what it calls a network of networks to solve the problem of interoperability across blockchain platforms for trade finance. This will be a virtual blockchain that links existing blockchains and allow developers to build multi-chain applications. So like in all areas of life, people and banks and customers, have realized that if we have to work together, teamwork is what is required for interoperability at scale. In ICICI Bank, TradeChain platform is our blockchain platform. We have close to 500 clients onboarded. Being a foundational technology, I can say that we have moved from the phase of proof of concept to a phase of commercialization.
0: So obviously this was a bit smaller of a name drop but to hear that overledger is being mentioned in basically finance well f- trade finance talks is definitely a really inter- interesting concept because now it goes beyond just speculation and stuff but like they're being talked like they're being mentioned about at pretty much the highest stage possible
2: how long ago was that recording
0: uh let's take a look i can't remember exactly i think this was within the past year though okay so march 3rd 2021 so a bit over a year ago now oh wow sorry i'm just i mean a lot
2: happens in a year in crypto so oh, for you sure. can already imagine how how much further they've gotten since that recording
0: yeah definitely all right, so I just realized I wasn't recording this whole time. I just clicked record. <laughs> so, for anyone who was late hoping to catch up, I'm sorry. But, um, so this. Every Monday. P- Pardon? We got this every Monday, so. True, true. But yeah, I just meant if anyone wanted to, like, learn more or just, like, catch up more on Quan. If there's any questions, though, just, like, feel free to send them into the. Uh, Channel and I'll be sure to answer those. But um, this basically talks about the importance of digitalization and interoperability. And it's a whole bunch of uh, different benefits that it brings. So it talks about improvements to cross-border payments, significant advantages to security, protecting individual privacy, financial inclusion, and uh, spurring innovation and economic growth in the UK uh i think i was wrong about digitalization this is digitalization of currencies so cbdc's and this was all i believe written by uh the chief product officer martin hargreaves who um again was one of the co-authors in odap now do we have anything else we haven't covered about quant No, I think that's uh, most of the, I guess, I'd say we've dived about 75% into quant for now. Now, uh, some of these uh, connections are these uh, NDA ones. There's not quite as much proof exactly as to, um, like, them genuinely working together, but... know, I'll pull up some examples. So let's do HSBC and IBM, for example. Um, Are you guys able to see this little article? Yeah, we can see it. Okay, perfect. So uh, it basically talks about HSBC and IBM successfully uh, designing and testing an interoperable multi-ledger CBDC. So what's really interesting is the use of words here. Interoperable multi-ledger. If we go to quant go to their solutions what does this say multi-ledger tokens minting multi dlt stable coins from fiat funds now to me that these things these terms almost sound interchangeable and the other thing is that hsbc and ibm are both in a couple of consortias that quants also in so like Moby hyperledger and um linux foundation what was the other one Uh, in Atba. So, there's a very good chance that they've been able to do all this thanks to Quant's white label service of Overledger being able to just be licensed out and not having to give them credit, pretty much. But here, as we can see, um... So, it was initiated by the Bank de France and... Quant does have some very slight minor connections to Bank de France and a lot of that is due to Gilbert's background connections with um, being in the UK DLT committee as a chairman. So obviously they're working with other sort of government agencies within Europe. So this was one of them. Obviously there's no concrete evidence. Just putting the pieces together, but that's a lot of what this space is. And then, um... I can't remember the other one. Was it the IMF? Oh, BIS. So, again, multi-CBDC. Okay, so, I don't think it was this one, but, uh, let's see if we can find some stuff. So mcbdc now again this is just a lot of speculation but it's it's pretty interesting given the fact that um this is a term that i've only seen quant use putting an m in front of basically other abbreviations so mcbdc mdap multi-chain application multi-chain cbdc so to see this being put in an IMF doc or a BIS doc. oh well the fact is a BIS document makes it a whole lot less I guess speculative given the fact that the BIS does work with uh Six in forming the Swiss digital exchange which as we saw has some close ties to Quant so there's a very good chance that this little proposal does kind of indirectly reference Quant in a way and just looking through the amount of times they mention an MCBDC. But, uh yeah, I'll look at the rest of that in my own time, but you guys get the point, right? Like, these are terms that pretty much we've only seen Quant use, and knowing their technology is patented along with uh, ISO compliance is very interesting because you're seeing literally the top, like, this is the pinnacle of, trade finance basically indirectly referencing quant whether that's bringing it up in uh trade finance talk shows or they're just like bank meetings to things like these where they're mentioning mcbdc multi-ledger interoperable tokens api gateways dlt gateways these are just kind of things uh i guess quant researchers look for (laughs) So, um, before we go a little bit into unison, does anyone have any, uh, questions or anything? Or just comments about, uh, what's been, what we've been going over? Nope? Not really. Nope? Alright, uh, let's jump into unison then. So, uh really similar to how we were doing this last time where we covered all of constellation and then i gave you guys a brief summary of quant i think that's kind of the format i'll continue going on every monday from now so we covered everything from quant i'll give you guys a brief rundown on unison and the next time we'll take a full deep dive into unison before we have a little bit of a sneak peek into alliance block but yeah so what we've got covered for Unizen today is pretty much uh, how their uh, interconnections work and their ecosystem. So we've got their advisory board we'll be talking about, their sort of partner ecosystem, well this is also part of their partner ecosystem, and then there's Zenix Labs which is their incubation system. Now, Unison is a next-generation exchange alongside Lattice and LCX. And what makes Unison so special is the fact that they're working to be far beyond an exchange. So they've got a SuperNode program where they plan to support other existing networks that they see potential in. But they've also got uh incubator program where they'll be bringing in mid to early stage startups that are looking to build in the crypto space and basically with their insane team of advisors they're gonna give out some really good business and uh sort of regulatory advice for these projects to not only be compliant but successful with a proper business model and some of the other things that make Me, personally, believe Unison will be more successful long term than a bunch of these other exchanges is... Aside from the fact of their very strong team, which we'll go over in a minute, they have some very uh, lucrative, I guess, community incentives. So they've got uh, DMAS, which stands for Dynamic Multi-Asset Staking. Pretty much what that is, is you stake Unison onto their exchange and in return, you get um, a multitude of different assets. So it can be projects within their Xenx incubator that we see here. Uh, they can also be projects within their Supernode program, which we see up here. And we'll get a bit deeper into this in just a moment to just why it's such an appealing, I guess, incentive. And then there's Does Unison have
2: a pretty wide variety of, like, altcoin selection?
0: Not at the moment. Uh, since they're doing everything really, I guess, compliant and slowly, they there's not actually all that much on the exchange end of things. They will be integrating, like, all this stuff, like, pretty much every coin on here. I'm really confident Unison will list, but just for now, like, you can only trade major pairs there. Mm. Yeah. It was like,
2: that's like how Coinbase was when they first started, but I mean, they started really ramping up yeah, yeah. their uh, selections.
0: I mean, I guess the good news is we haven't seen Unison list Ape yet. <laughs> but, well, uh, yeah, I mean, it,
2: I'm kind of torn on Ape, you know, because it, it's not like one of these utility driven tokens like Quant or Consolation, but it those are more about like community and network effect yeah you know so yeah like i don't think they're gonna go away just like i don't think doge is ever gonna go away i don't think ape is gonna 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 go away i don't
0: think it's gonna go away i think it's kind of the manner they listed in like uh listing it on the first day i feel like is a like i guess i can see binance doing it but i guess coinbase in a sense since it's seen as such like a beginner friendly um exchange like, let's be honest. The guys at Coinbase knew most of their clients were gonna lose money buying into Ape. They just knew the sheer amount of volume that would come in would like make them a ton of money. Well, expensive. yeah, they they uh
2: started ramping up all their all coins when they were gonna go public because they wanted to bring the value of their company up because they I mean, knew yeah. so a lot the- of people like Coinbase, but they just didn't have a big selection. So people were getting VPNs and trying to get on Binance.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know? So a, I think a big thing with that is just uh it shows coinbase is really now that they've gone public they're kind of like okay fuck our customers it's all about our shareholders now yeah which uh i guess is kind of unfortunate in a sense but at the end of the day it is a business right and then we've got the tournament of alts from unison which uh constellation actually won the first one so what this means is pretty much Constellation along with other Layer Zero projects built on Hypergraph will be listed on Unison, in addition to Layer Zero projects being incubated into the Zenex Incubator, as we can see Alchemies in here. So um, I'm sure you guys have seen, but on Crypto Twitter there's a lot of people basically complaining about Unison not listing Constellation, and the reason being so we just discussed is they really want to do this as compliantly as possible. I mean, when you look at their advisory board, you'll see just how compliant they are and are trying to be. So, we got Gilbert Verdian. We just spent the last hour talking about him, so I won't go too far in depth. We got Rashid, who is the uh, CEO and founder of Alliance Block. And before this, he's had experience working at some top level banks, so like Barclays and BNP. And then he even had some AI development experience at Vinci. And then, uh, this is what really stands out to me. So, this is Ian Sobieski. He's one of the founders of the Band of Angels. So, that is the first ever Silicon Valley angel investment group. Which, I think, started in... I can't remember when. uh, It was the late 1900s, though. But... Pretty much to see a founder in the band of angels hop onto the Unison advisory board. I mean, that still kind of baffles me today. It's like, this guy could have hopped on any other advisory board, like pretty much in the world. Or Angel invested in any other firm, yet he chose Unison. And then we got Greg Horowitz, and he's the uh, founder of Jun Capital, which is another VC kind of type firm. That's my other company. <laughs> That's yours? Yeah, I saw that. I was like... What? Yeah, I think, we, I, think we got, <laughs> I think we got to change the name here.
2: Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, maybe we should hit up June Capital for a little investment in the Terra Moon sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so let's uh, dive a little deeper into actually before that so uh for anyone who isn't aware of the exchange side of unison what makes them different from your usual exchange beyond everything i just mentioned is the fact that they're a hybrid exchange aggregator so meaning they'll take liquidity from both um centralized exchanges so like binance coinbase kraken kucoin along with decentralized exchanges so like uniswap lattice um albt's DeFi terminal and then uh, I'm having a brain freeze. I can't think of any DEXs, but you guys get the point. Oh, also like pancake swap. But uh, so they'll be aggregating liquidity from all these exchanges, meaning it doesn't matter if you're trying to trade on a centralized exchange or a decentralized exchange, you'll have liquidity one way or another, which as we know is a big problem on a lot of not only shit coins, but just like low liquidity exchanges. Now, um, now that we got kind of the use cases of their exchange covered, let's go into their Supernode program. So they announced this back in December, and I think I still have a video up on it if anyone wants to actually dive deeper on it, but pretty much it's unison running nodes for projects that they see a long-term potential in. And so far, the four projects that they've announced are constellation dag sif chain cadena and xenon so uh constellation got this spot because they've been long-term partners and obviously they have connections in the background and then uh was in their tournament of alts though they weren't the winner so i'm kind of surprised they were picked xenon also tournament of alts they won second place so also kind of confused on why they're picked uh alf zero actually won first place in the most recent tournament of alts so i'm pretty (coughs) sure we'll eventually see that up here but um so yeah potentially we could see alf zero up here and then also listed alliance block and quant now the reasons for this is rashid is a advisor for unison right and So that's not as concrete of an evidence, but when you look at the Quant one, so this was in the article for Quant bringing basically, or no, not Quant, for Gilbert uh, joining the advisory board for Unison. Here it says, uh, beyond just the partnership itself, or not the partnership, but Gilbert joining itself, they will be forming a partnership where a gateway interface between Overledger Network and Unison is currently under development so basically an overledger gateway is the equivalent to a node so i'm pretty sure we'll eventually be seeing gateways being within their supernode program too and then here additionally zenx will also be providing incubation support for mdap development on the overledger network now that part is just absolutely mind-blowing to me because as we saw here the Xanax Incubator is pretty much the incubation program for all these other projects, which eventually feed into their DMAS function, which is where we stake tokens and get a multitude of different assets in return. So you're already getting things like Cyrus, Demetra, Alchemy, Check, Hustle, Geek, uh, I forget what that one's called, and then obviously you're getting Constellation from their Supernodes, Xenon, Sift Sifchain, quant from their gateways but now you're getting multi-ledger mdap tokens along with all that that's that's gonna be ridiculous like i really think uh dmas in the future is gonna be one of the best sustainable passive income plays just because of the model they've laid out but um this is gonna be the last little part of it before uh we just have a little I guess and this is basically just a summary of some of the projects that's on um, their DMAS program at the moment. So there's Cyrus. This is basically a uh, tech... Yeah, it's, it's very tech-revolved, I'd say. Tech and ownership revolved. So they're pretty much trying to make it so big tech and data companies don't just take all our data, sell it to big data companies, which leaves us with absolutely nothing. So they're doing so by... Um, implementing another hardware device into the world of crypto, so much like uh, DAG's DTM at the moment. And what this device is going to do is you basically plug it in your house and you can set what parts of your data you want private and what parts you want public. The public parts you can then monetize for passive income streams. And they've actually also recently opened just a browser extension for this to kind of start it off before they go all in with the hardware device. And the really interesting thing about Cyrus is there are two advisors on the team. One of them is the uh, ex-CEO and chairman of Apple. And the other one is a co-founder in Seagate, which is one of the biggest uh, data storage companies in the world. Then we got Demetra, which is one of the few companies that are working with uh, agriculture and DLT along with IoT all at the same time. And they're pretty much trying to bring um, all these technological solutions to farms all around the world. So as we see here, there's over 15 million farmer registered in Dimitra already. So that shows that they're not just some random crypto startup. They've built a foundation, built a scalable business plan that's most likely sustainable, given the fact that they have 15 million farmers. And then we got Alchemy, ADS which I'm sure most of us are familiar of. It's the decentralized ad exchange on Constellation. And so looking here, building on the success of Alchemy's incubation and launchpad with Constellation and Lattice, Xenix will accelerate Alchemy. Unison, Constellation, and Alchemy working in close steps with each other will facilitate a new ecosystem for advertisers and publishers to trade digital advertising. So this is what makes Alchemy, I guess, really interesting. They're incubated, not just by Lattice due to the fact they're built on Constellation's hypergraph, but the fact they're also incubated with um, Unison. Now on top of this, I won't get too deep into it because this is on the whole other side of things, but we did talk about this a bit last time where Constellation and um, LCX are also partnered together. LCX being the most regulated exchange out there, they'll also be kind of incubating and supporting projects built on the hypergraph where they'll be offering legal advice to uh, all the L0, L0 tokens that are built there because, again, they have eight licenses along with an insane team of legal advisory. And, of course, as we've already seen, Alchemy's token ADS will be available as a dmas reward. Then we've got Hustle. So this is a lot like uh, GeoJam on Constellation's end, and it's basically working on tokenizing the creator economy. I wouldn't say they're direct competitors at the moment, though in the future I think something like that will happen. Um, To be transparent, I hold neither Hustle or GeoJam, but... I do think both these projects do have the potential to do really well, given the fact that they're kind of working on a specific niche and actually building a project doing so. So, uh, for example, what separates Hustle from just your usual NFT creator project is the fact that they've got Busta Rhymes on their advisory board. And for anyone who doesn't know, he was a... I think he still is a pretty big hip-hop artist. I don't remember if he still makes music, but... Yeah, look him up. And then we got GEC. So, GEC is, uh, actually partnered with SpaceX for... This is a very weird mission, and... I guess you could argue there's some utility in this mission being innovative and launching a, uh... Basically, spaceship into space with, um... So pretty, yeah, the project is called the Doge One mission. So obviously this was named by Elon Musk. And what the Doge uh, One mission is, is a kind of crypto-founded space mission to the moon, where I think they're launching a little space rocket onto the moon or something. I can't remember exactly what it is, but as we see here spacex accepts dogecoin as payment to launch doge one mission to the moon next year so elon musk of spacex will launch the doge one mission to the moon in the first quarter of 2022 with the company accepting the meme inspired cryptocurrency as a payment now i know we're not really here to talk about meme coins or anything but i just thought this was kind of interesting because this kind of goes beyond like obviously There's still a meme coin there integrated into the whole concept of this mission but it's beyond just like shilling a dog coin now right we're actually launching something to space but so that's pretty much uh what i've got on unison's end for now there's gonna be a lot more coming next week after uh i add all that and then we'll be sure to cover a bit of alliance block but Pretty much, yeah. That's it for Tea Time with Token today. I hope you guys got something good out of it, whatever it may be. And if there's any questions, just uh, fire away now.
3: You know, it shocks me how, uh, like, uh, okay, so a lot of the, a lot of the stuff is, is it actually takes a good amount of looking around. But the like that paper that I posted, like a lot of stuff is so easily findable and it just kind of it's, it's it's crazy to see how little research people do you know like oh yeah i would i was able to find that paper so quickly this isn't the first time i already knew about it but like you know when i first heard about the partnership i tried to find the paperwork on it and it just was easy you know like and i like I don't know, it's just, it's it's shocking to see how little time people want to put into doing research on their own.
0: No, but if you look at it, people just, what do people want? They want answers spoon-fed to them, right?
3: It, that, that's right. So I actually was going to say, it, it also leaves room for what we're doing, you know? Like, <laughs> people seem to really want things like this, you know, where, they, like, you tell me what I should know. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And they want us to reg- uh, to regurgitate regurgitate it down to them, and I guess part of it is because they don't understand a lot of the technical jargon you know like you you say you don't get a lot of it but i'm sure you get a, a massive amount more than what the typical person is able to understand when they read those papers too you know what i mean that's why, that's why we're, some of us are here you know yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean
0: that's partially true but... like,
3: dave at the same time though we're learning you know yeah, but at the, at the same time, it's really important to do research on your own and not just rely on other people to spoon feed you. Because the phrase, if you want things done right, you should do them yourselves is exactly. also and something like... that comes to mind. Like, you're you're going to get what we want you to know, right? But, like, anyone who takes things upon themselves to do it on their own is going to be better off exactly. than waiting. Like,
0: even when I read, like, something from, like, a trusted source on, like, Twitter or something... I still like go and try and verify for myself. Like I'm not saying yep. I did this to you guys because I obviously wouldn't. But everything I said here could have just been like utter bullshit, yeah. and I could have just wanted yeah. to like pump my bags and use you guys as li- exit liquidity.
3: It's a hundred fucking percent true, you know. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Uh,
0: I, I'm just showing quant to you guys for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we can. This it's a it's an interesting topic, but it I mean. You know, you're not wrong, Dave, but it's important to try and do things on your own, too, because it just makes you learn faster. You know, like like, for example, something that you maybe didn't quite get that we talked about here rather than hoping it comes up in next week's looking it up or asking specifically one of us like to delve into it further. You know, things like that. That's kind of all I meant.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'm definitely
3: going to dive in that one I asked about earlier about the uh the healthcare.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. So there's
0: Super there's not actually all too much information you can find on that one. There's like one or two articles, just because. Mm. Yeah, what I mentioned before with the health industry really like taking a big yeah. hit after COVID.
2: I feel like that would just be a slow process in general, too. You know. Well, yeah, because... yeah.
0: The the health industry moves very slowly relative to like finance and tech. Uh-huh.
3: They have uh, among the most red tape. For one reason, yeah, and just being on the same the same level everywhere, you know, is a big thing. You know, if you're in a smaller country, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. then you would not have it, you know. You know, it that, that's actually an interesting point. Like that, that this is one reason why healthcare actually stands to benefit. Okay, a lot of the world stands to benefit from blockchain distributed ledger technology, but the healthcare. System, I feel like in particular, just is so open for like major innovation and, and technical revolutions that are, are only going to be brought about by blockchain and DLT because there's so many issues, especially in, th- th- in third world countries and, and, and developing the developing world uh, that DLT can help so much.
1: 100 percent.
3: Yeah, so it's it's definitely a particular sector to keep a particularly sharp eye on I I totally agree with you there like it's it's you know finance is important right but like dude healthcare comes before mm. finance for before a lot of financial institution stuff in a, in a developing world uh, institution comes later
0: exactly yeah and so yeah like people talk about like how blockchain and DLT will like disrupt finance so much but like I think that's already been happening in a sense we'll continue to see more of it with like asset tokenization and stuff but i think now's the time we really look into other industries that tokenization and dlt really change like as you guys mentioned finance but also just like government agency stuff as we've seen with like constellation
1: yeah (laughs) it's
0: definitely an exciting time to be in the space though because we're really seeing it like hit mainstream media now
3: yeah, and, and, you know, that, the way media is starting to cover it more, you see, obviously, what's happening with governments. It's very obvious that the early party is only just starting to end, right? Like, and that, that's a strong word. But, <coughs> like, the fr- the frontier Wild West, where, like, there was not even a sheriff in town, you know, where people can just rug people and set up scams and like, get away with it, you know, like... Uh, and I'm kind of focusing on the bad, but like just the Wild West type of feeling of crypto is like eventually going to go. And like some of the major enterprises that are going to be really benefiting from it are things like this, you know, like institution, healthcare.
0: Exactly. Like at the end of the day, this thing is a technology. Like yeah. it's going to be utilized by not just retail like us but if businesses see an innovative technology they're gonna flock to it and build around it
3: you know i'm thinking of a a graphic you put up last week which i i loved i loved the graphic and it just it it showed that the difference between government's Uh, risk aversion and, and business that's right yeah Yeah. that one is just so good because like it's it's just it's so powerful to see the difference of their their subjective risk aversion and comfort levels you know like what is like like businesses they don't they wait until the whole group has mostly already identified a trend before they'll jump on it right yeah and so That's why, like, you see all these copycats and it's very rare to see a true innovator because the innovator took a big-ass risk and most businesses don't want that.
1: Whereas governments...
3: Yeah,
0: go on. The Apples and Amazons you see, like, the really innovative companies are, like, one in a million. Like, of those that succeeded, there's thousands that died.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. And and it makes sense because government has a deeper pocket and and a, a better ability to withstand a failure.
0: Oh, absolutely.
3: Then commercial does.
0: Yeah, like a re- like a startup for example, like there's right. so much liability and risk that goes into it beyond just like building out a company.
3: Yeah, and it's it's more than just fine. I mean, they could get sued if it goes wrong too. It could just be so severely bad.
2: Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Whereas like a, a major government, ah shit, whatever. Like we'll try again in in this new rendition that we all talk about with our team. You, it, you know, like, yeah, like sweep this under the rug and and we'll do it again it's just completely yeah so anyway I, I really enjoyed that last week and then it's just interesting how things tend to jump back to it through through, through natural conversation that it's stuff it's very significant in a core principle i would say
0: oh yeah for sure because like yeah like i don't know bitcoin and ethereum are cool but the room for like corporate and enterprise adoption is like very limited Ethereum, maybe to a certain extent, given the fact they're not scalable and there's better options, but Bitcoin, just because, like, I mean, what the fuck is a enterprise going to adopt Bitcoin for, right? Besides, like, maybe putting it on their balance sheet.
3: It's that. It's really just, it's, it's investing with their own their own funds is all that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's asset management, but it's not like uh, what the DoD is doing with, with uh, leveraging te- the, the uh, hypergraph technology. Or, like, what these companies are doing with quant and the digital pound and whatnot, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, because, yeah, there you're actually, like, seeing the adoption from, like, how do I put it? Like, actual utilization rather than just an investment. Like, the biggest problem with, um, I'll bring up the XRP lawsuit as an example, but the biggest problem there with them seeing XRP as a security is seeing people just, like, Hold on to the asset. Hold on to the asset as a means of only using it as an investment vehicle. Where if you're seeing other projects' utility tokens out there, like Quant and DAG, these tokens are actually able to be used within the network for a specific purpose that's required.
3: Yeah, and you know, I the the more projects like QNT and DAG, the better it makes blockchain cryptocurrency overall look. Oh, you know, for sure, because yeah. The, the more of these pointless projects that are out there, the more ammunition the anti-blockchain crowd has to be like, what does it even do?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? And so... like, I think it's tangible products that are really going to change that too. Like with the DAG DTM and that Cyrus uh, server, that server, uh, router that I mentioned earlier. Like, these things are going to have people understand crypto a lot better by understanding, like, microservices for providing data and monetizing that data rather than having tech companies just steal it. Because I feel like that's something a lot of people don't know. They don't know big tech companies just sell their data off. Alright, so yeah, hope everyone enjoyed that and got something good out of it, whatever it may be. And again, if you guys did enjoy what you heard, be sure to join Terramoon for the full interactive mind map of this deep dive. In addition to everything else we offer with with my discount code, Tokenice, which uh, everything will be plugged down below. And also be sure you guys are following and subscribe to my other personal content platforms on Twitter, Telegram, Instagram, Medium, and YouTube, all at Tokenicer. Again, this will be down below. Because we've got a lot more crypto content coming this summer. I'm trying to bring as much utility research as I can to you guys. Along with as consistent of market updates and other deep dives. So you guys aren't going to want to miss that. And as always, be sure you guys are staying safe and continue to work hard out there. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace.